0: But I have to say, a lot of those chandeliers I could buy at John Lewis, you know, they did look... They
1: were, How much would you pay for it?
0: Uh, not that much. Not they that much? Were, they were last more in 24 hours. Yeah, but you could, could light just like
1: them. jump up and like nibble at it as you were, you know, sitting on the couch. Hello, guys, and welcome back to Bake Off Undressed. My name is Matt, a.k.a. Topless Baker. And this week, I've got a story for you. Every week, I usually start with the same thing, but I thought I'd give you a little story this week. So about, oh, I don't know, three and a half years ago, I worked, I had a real job, not baking topless on the internet, and I entered a competition at my office um, for the company Bake Off, because it was Bake Off, and I entered my lemon tart, which is my all-time favourite dessert, and I won. I know. I won it was that good and off the back of that someone said to me you should start a naked baking blog because you like to go to the gym and you you know you look good with your shirt off so you should start a naked baking blog." I said no way that's so inappropriate but what I am gonna do is I'm gonna start this thing called topless baker I went home and I told my now fiance I said I'm gonna start this thing called topless baker and she laughed at me in the face Look, look where we are now, Sasha. But, anyways, I started this thing called Topless Baker, started practicing and learning how to bake. And I was really, really bad at cooking for quite a long time. But I built it up, I practiced, I launched an Instagram and a YouTube channel, which I now look back on. I look at my pictures and wow, just scroll through my Instagram feed, go to the bottom. Ooh, painful, painful to look at. But, anyways, Bake Off was basically the thing that got me going into kind of my career because if I hadn't if Bake Off hadn't been on, I hadn't entered that lemon tart, someone wouldn't have told me to naked bake and I wouldn't be here today recording Bake Off undressed. So you know, it's all down to Bake Off. Um, and anyways, we are here in the halfway mark of Bake Off. This is episode five and it was Spice Week. And today I am joined by Scott Bryan, who now in the world, there are there are sport journalists, there are political editors and Scott calls himself... <laughs> I would say the official slash unofficial Bake Off TV editor. Would you, would you agree with that? Well, That Scott? was a
0: weird thing because once I was, I, was, I was interviewed and somebody actually thought that my sort of title was Bake Off correspondent as if this was my actual full title. And I was thinking, that's great, but what to do, do for the nine months of the year that Bake Off's on As I'm in the corner sweating,
1: you know? Well, I've been really concentrating on your tweets lately. I'm like, oh, he, he actually does tweet about other things other than Bake Off. So like the years before, I was like, Oh, he, just, he just tweets about Bake Off because he's a Bake Off correspondent. But now I'm like, oh, oh wow, actually, you just found out about that show on Netflix. Like, this is actually genuinely helpful knowledge. So I'm glad that I actually now realize you do more than tweet yeah, yeah. about Bake Off. Yeah, I mean, like,
0: the weird thing about it is that I, I, think, I think Bake Off is, for me, such an important part of my life. Just, just, <laughs> just because it, it takes, like, I mean, for example, I've had. Times when I've not taken any holidays during the series, I've you know Ooh, somebody says dedicated. to me on Tuesday, oh you know, do you want to do something? And I'm like, no, like I've <laughs> got to cover this because it's the case of what I do is I write a lot of articles about it, so I've not just got to be watching it. I've got to be like bashing away in a laptop at the same time trying to get something out about a character or a development or
1: whatever. Which I just witnessed <laughs> yeah. first time. Yeah,
0: literally. it's probably <laughs> something about five seconds ago. But it is but it is something that dominates it. So at the end, by the end of the series, I'm a little bit like, oh.
1: Whew. Ready to go to the Maldives. <laughs> I am done with Paul Hollywood. Get me on a plane. But I didn't actually mention you work for BuzzFeed. I didn't yes. say that did I? So you're a TV editor for BuzzFeed slash official Bake Off correspondent. Yes, yeah, which, yeah. Which I absolutely love. So guys, you can join in the conversation. You can tweet us, hashtag uh, You know, people like to just hashtag us, Bake you'll, you'll hear me say that every week. And today we are going to break down what just happened on Spice Week. Yes. Or Spicy Week as someone First called time. it. First time. First time ever. I was a bit confused last week when they said Spice Week, but... I feel I feel assured now, I understand what it was. And we started with was it ginger cakes? Yes, was that ginger the- cake. We heard the word ginger about four hundred thousand <laughs> times
0: in 20 minutes. Basically everyone decided to make a ginger cake.
1: It was it was intense. There were a lot of ginger cakes, they had to use stem ginger, crystallized ginger, different ways of getting ginger into a cake, and there was a lot of slop. I mean, it wasn't yeah. that pretty, was well, it? Well,
0: well, well, I said, this is the thing. Because I'm I'm a pure viewer. I have tried some baking as well. we'll Which we, to we will get, we'll get, we'll onto get onto that, that later. Oh, don't you worry. But I'm just bad at baking. What I loved is that I'm in a room with somebody who knows about the baking process and, and all of the different things. And you were sort of like saying, oh, we know they're using that wrong technique there. And screaming literally, it was 15 minutes of conversation that went completely over my head. I always had no idea about any of the techniques. We can- and you were looking at purely from a technical yeah. point of view. I was
1: actually screaming at their techniques the tv and scott's there, like tweeting and away like, Rahul's great <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> rahul's great that's all. so that that was the first task which was the the ginger cake and how do we fare on that so dan struggled which yeah if you've listened to the podcast i love dan and he just had a nightmare with this cake and it was slopping all over the place because his batter curdled yes it looked like he had eggs in his cake batter
0: and I, what i love about you know in many shows for example like Bodyguard on Sunday. A lot of Ooh. the, a lot of the stuff was about you know the tension of international terrorism and who's behind this this conspiracy. You can get equal amount of um, anxiety from watching this show. like basically from seeing somebody not sure whether they should restart their bake 30 minutes (laughs) in, the level of anxiety I was having was equally high. I
1: could just feel his pain because it was like, right, I need to remake the batter, then I've got to bake it, and then I'm going to put buttercream on it, but the buttercream's going to be butter, and the cake's going to be hot, and then it's going to melt, and then it slid everywhere. Yeah. And that was, it was a total disaster. But then Kim Joy did really well. The dark horse of the competition. She always
0: manages to, like... I think a lot of the attention she's I think she's the fact is that I I always find that the biggest go far are the ones who are always very consistent who go through each week, who doesn't get... The, and she's just, I think, she's she's the baker that gets more and more confident with she's it. She's a silent weapon.
1: Yes. Silent boom. You just dropped a little boom on me there. <laughs> silent. <laughs> and then the second task we had... Oh, I'm going to pronounce this. I've got this written down because I knew I was going to get it wrong. Mamoul. Mamoul, yes. which is an Arabian pastry. That no one in the That knew. literally nobody knew. Nobody was. knew, no. I had no clue. And they had to fill it with, oh, I want to say walnuts, and then another one with something else. But it's, it,
0: it, it's just that when there's a the technicals that I understand when some of them do know what the technicals are, but I find that when it's one that nobody in the tent knows at all, not even what it looks like, I'm a little bit. I get a bit frustrated at them points because it's like, well, how no one has you, a chance. Well, it's not. I mean, I, I mean, you know, some of the ones were quite nice, but that's when you're completely just guesswork rather than using prerequisite knowledge. Very true. So eh? this is really dull sort <laughs> of like analysis. I'm finding this very. This is how
1: a TV editor analyzes a challenge. This there is what go. I was thinking in do. my head. And then Ruby, Ruby smashed it. Yep, smashed it. Yeah. So that was her first kind of smashing tasks she's struggled well
0: i say that she always does really well or 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 badly she's a bit like terry (laughs) in terms of ambition and the fact is is that she's got the right tactic she's like very ambitious and i find that sometimes if you don't really go and make your extra effort you're not gonna you're not gonna make something that's you know which we did see today
1: we did see that later on which we can discuss in the next section because the final challenge which people were going a little bit crazy about this, was a biscuit chandelier. I mean, I've never heard of one. I mean, they're really pushed. I mean, they are pulling at straws It's like building an Apple computer out <laughs> of dough.
0: I mean, come on. Like, I mean, I, I, know, I know that actually I was impressed by how a lot of these chandeliers ended up looking. They looked yep. great. Um, and... I think, but as a, I think as a thing to go and bake as a concept is so weird and so daft.
1: I think it also went too far in terms of, like, decoration over flavor. Like Kim Joy, who smashed it and was star baker, which we'll talk about. But she put isomalt. On, you might you're, you're, you're <laughs> looking it. at me. Sorry, sorry, what? So sorry, isomalt is like a inverted sugar. Okay, so it's basically like pure filth. It's pure sweetness that you can't eat. Like that poured all over the top of her biscuit is is inedible. So although hers looked unbelievable, Isomalt to eat is like, hey, why don't you pour a kilo of sugar into my mouth?
0: Is it a bit like a controversy, would you say? A bit like whenever they use shop-bought fondant, you know, in terms of, or would you say in terms of Bake Off controversies, that's not that much in terms of- I
1: mean, I feel like you know more about Bake Off controversies than me, but I felt like she took- the decoration further than the taste. And then if he'd bitten into that isomalt, he would have been like, no. Nah.
0: But I have to say, a lot of those chandeliers I could
1: buy at John Lewis, you know, they did look... They were. How much would you pay for it?
0: Uh, not that much. Not that they much. Were, well, they were last one than 24 hours. Yeah, but you could just like them.
1: jump up and like nibble at it as you were, you know, sitting on the couch. I'm not sure what sort of house you think I live in. Well, I mean, you just bought a chandelier. So you're living somewhere pretty nice. I mean, come on. So Kim Joy Starbaker, first yes. female Starbaker, I think I of the series. So, yeah, so. I've not got an
0: Excel doc document Um it is is
1: a big moment, and she just she smashed every round. Her chandelier was by far the best chandelier. Yes,
0: yes, and I think that this is the case that this always happens that when when a baker wins for the first time gets star baker they get the confidence boost going into the next apart week. from rahul but apart from rahul <laughs> totally apart from rahul, who literally him. has oh, his confidence actually going he, down my favorite part of this entire episode was when he apologized for being great <laughs> like, you know like like, like you know, i'm getting annoyed week. about how great you are and then um was like, oh, oh, I'm, so sorry. Sorry. I'm so sorry i'm so sorry it's sorry. like this oh
1: bless him and then we, this was the first ever double elimination. Which I felt weird about. I, was see, I said this last week on the podcast. I was interested to see how they were going to do it. Was it like one, and then they waited, and then they did the other, or they did an ad break in between? You know, oh, how yeah, were yeah. they going to do it? But they just pow, pow, Terry Caron.
0: I think it's pa, a pow, bit. Pow. It's a bit. <laughs> <laughs> <But> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, firstly, there was the fact that Pro wasn't there. Ooh. And like. You know, I, I, I now am fully a, a adopting the policy that if anyone is ill, nobody goes home, including the judges. Just keep on. Do a treble <laughs> next week. Keep, like, this is, ride this out. And um, so, you know, so that initially made me feel a little bit, bit weird. But it's more the case of like... You know, I find that, for me, them both were quite big characters of this series. Very and it's not big. T- taking away of the other, like, characters as well, because I think this the casting this year is really good. But it's kind of the case of you notice when they're not there the following week. And when Terry wasn't in last week... It was a big he was loss Ill, for the nation. It, it, well, it just felt a bit a bit empty.
1: And that was the thing. It was, he had a week off, so we were kind of talking about it beforehand. Like, he's going to come back. You know, he's had a, he's had a week's practice. He's going to come back absolutely storming it. And just classic Terry. I love Terry. Sloppy ginger cake at the start. Chandelier
0: tornado. <laughs> it, it, it.
1: The ambition though, what I, what I love is that the poor guy that has to draw these, the images that go on the TV and he's like, what do I have to work with here? Mm. Terry's, Terry's given me what looks like, I don't know, an upside-down Christmas tree that's been set on fire. <laughs> and then he's got to draw it into this unbelievable image that they put on the TV. It's setting him up to fail. So I have a fact about that.
0: Oh, because I know the person who does insider. it. What's his name again? Um, he works in Bristol. He's, yep, I know he works in Bristol. That's <laughs> Sorry. Um, I'll Google it later. <laughs> listen, we might listen. please Google oh, it. Oh, I feel really bad. I've met him actually several times oh. now. I'm really bad on names. Hashtag orcs. Really, really bad on names. But, I mean, what he does is he... Doesn't actually see how it ends up, so he gets sent. I think from what I, I remember, he he gets sent a photo or a um, like a like a because he's not not on set. He gets sent the impression of what they intend for it to show, but he never sees the final product until he sees it on on the TV himself so every week he goes oh crap
1: i got well, it wrong it's kind of yeah. the case, he's just using his perception of what he thinks it will end up looking like because he brings heartbreak to the nation it's like terry is terry really serious that he's gonna do this and then everyone goes oh no again. i love it i again. just
0: love that this was some sort of christmas decoration sort of biscuit off in terms of somebody's going i'm gonna make the 12th like Terry's going i'm gonna make the 12th like days of christmas as biscuits and then
1: kim joy had a ice and yeah it was very and christmas he was like
0: i will make a thousand pieces." <laughs> like okay sure he just stepped out with classic Rahul
1: so the first segment on our show Scott is our icing on the cake and our soggy bottom moment which you're looking at me very (laughs) you're like questioning me right now of what podcast am I on so every I'll explain to you in case in case it wasn't clear the icing on the cake is your favorite moment of this week's show and your soggy bottom is your least favorite moment so this could be technique uh someone someone said something or anything so do you have your, um, your icing on the cake i think my icing moment? on the cake probably was
0: um rahul apologizing for being so good um just because like i just love the fact that he's so so pure and there's this a moment that every single time the face is on him when he's getting a judgment he genuinely thinks he's done terribly
1: I'm excited to see after Bake Off because he's going he's gonna to make it Absolutely. after Bake Off. Like yep, This is yep. going to be a big career for him and how he kind of flourishes in the TV spotlight because he's going to be on Sunday Brunch. Yeah, he's yeah. going to be on, you know, Channel 4 and it's going to be like, right, here we go. Yeah, Let's yeah. make or break here.
0: And yeah. I think it's weird because a lot, you know, the, they're all watching at home each week with their friends and family, and they all know exactly what happens and who leaves because they've done it sort of six months before. And they've signed their NDAs, <laughs> and they're signed, and their NDAs, and then it's all the madness and the publicity probably starts in about four weeks' time when they get you know past the final three. I think mean, that's when it turns really. Really interesting,
1: and then they know, like, oh crap, I've won! Oh my god, yeah, 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 it's gonna get intense. And then, did you have a soggy bottom? So a moment, maybe, you didn't you didn't enjoy so much?
0: Well, I mean, I think the double firing was a bit weird. It just, it just, it just feels a bit. A bit I know the logic behind it because you can't have the final week being four. But I'm like, chuck another week on Channel Four, love the ratings, like you know, just Why not? Get everyone just. It you doesn't know, mean it only costs like what,
1: 75 million to produce. Just throw in another episode. Just throw just in another, another episode, twelve mil. Come on, you know, easy peasy. Um,
0: yeah, so I think like like do something like that, or um, I don't know. It just it just felt felt weird. It, particularly also that Prue was unwell. It just
1: kind of feels. I don't <gasps> get how the shoot So the day before, they film it, two days in a row, which we've right, learned yes. through this podcast. So let's say they filmed on a Saturday the first one, yes, and then the Sunday she was fine. She did not show yeah, an ounce yeah, of yeah. illness, and then Sunday she's just like nah. But it's, you know, it's just bad, nah. bad bug going on. She caught Terry's bug. Mm. See, my soggy bottom from a technical point of view, like as a yeah. as a baker, I was just having issues with their ginger cakes because they're. Crumb coating was put, so crumb coating, in. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 I like <laughs> this. You know, you know what crumb coating is, maybe. So, the crumb coating is the process of applying a thin layer of buttercream around the outside of the cake, and then you spread it around so that when you chill it, none of the crumbs get into your final layer of frosting. It's like right. a coat to catch your crumbs, a crumb coat. Ah. And they all did it really badly, and they were using. The wrong drips, and it was. I just. It but why me do you out.
0: think they screwed up there? Was it
1: because of the timing? I was think it, it was definitely time. Yeah. I think I'm being a little bit harsh. The timing is is rushed because ideally you want those cakes to be cool because obviously your buttercream is going to melt. And I think probably their cakes were a, a touch warm, which and didn't do you help think
0: them. that they all see each other's. And then they go, oh, that person's doing it that way. I'm going to do it as well. I they think they, I,
1: I would do that if I was in there because I feel like sometimes you see them turning around. They're like, oh, how'd I do that? Because I'd want to cheat. Mm. Like if it was, for example, the technical, the mammals, mammals? I love how you're checking it up on the laptop.
0: Literally, the most visual thing I'm seeing is him being like, let me just check, hang on. Yeah, yeah, that's
1: what it was, yeah. A I just had to get it right. If I was doing the mamool and I didn't know what I was doing, I would turn around and say, hey, John, how on earth are you doing this? But I guess that's cheating.
0: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down.
1: I would be I would be called the cheater. <laughs> so you've you've got a bit of an obsession with the Great British Bake Off. We kind of uh, discussed yes, earlier. And yes. did it start out of like a pleasure or was it work that started you I with I think your defo obsession? defo from pleasure. It was
0: the year that it was switching from BBC two to BBC one.
1: Oh, I didn't even know that was a year. Yeah, wow. You're the,
0: I think it was the year with Chetna and Louis. Oh yeah. And yeah. then Matt that Riley, was the first year. Matt Riley. Yes. And, um, uh, and, uh, the, like the year with Nadia and Tamal, like that was just like when the show and the rating started to really go through. So like at, at work, I never used to write about Bake Off. I was at BuzzFeed at the time. But what I was doing was uh, I was just always tweeting along with it. And then when I started to write about, you know, what had happened on Bake Off that week as a sort of, you know, someone's facial expressions or the time that, like, Mary got really sassy because somebody used her in shop-based fondant. You know, oh. you know, like, that was, like... And then I realized that it just touched a nerve with people. Like, a lot of the stuff from Bake Off, because it's so quintessentially... English. And the thing that I have been always surprised about from writing about The Bake Off is its international appeal. Like, they're only showing last year's series now. So, the amount of times that people were getting contact to refer to something that I wrote 14 months ago, and I don't know a lot of the time I wrote (laughs) yesterday. (laughs) And then somebody just sent, sent me an email saying, oh, you know, this article they did. And I go, oh, God, what did I write? You know, oh, what like, have I done shit? wrong? Yeah, yeah. And then they're like, no, it's, 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 it's about this and this and this. And it's like, what I didn't even realize is how much, because it's so, in a good way, stereotypically English. And it just really shows, I think it's so stereotypically British. And it shows, I think, this country in a good
1: light. And it's amazing that people still want to catch up on old articles even if they're not watching you know how sometimes if you watch a show late you don't want to you don't really care about reading about it because you've missed the whole social traction people are still catching up and reading yeah. articles like you know in 16 months people might be listening to bake off Undressed and this very episode which we hope they do because we want all those listens you know <laughs> hashtag bake off undress if you want to tweet it <laughs> You know that's that's what we're praying here with this with this podcast. And one of the things you did, which I I initially started following you from, is it was probably three years ago, and we kind of discussed this a little bit. But you baked every week the technical that they did yeah. in the Great British Bake Off. So just yeah. for people listening to understand that, every week, week one to 10, 10, 10 yeah. weeks, yeah, everyone's nodding at me. He baked the technical like the morning after or the evening of Great British Bake Off. So how it came about. Here we go, the story. I'm going to sit back. How
0: how it came about was that... um we did an article because these were sort of a popular form of articles of like, how hard can it really be? So we baked one of the technicals with a few other colleagues around my flat. And it was one of the, I think it was like a butternut walnut cake or something. Um, that's not really a thing, that's but a, butternut is not butternut a thing. Cake. I was like, it's, it's the the butternut not a squash. Like, it's it's the not butternut squash? we go to yeah. have savoury No, no, I'll let you will let yeah, you go. Yeah, a walnut cake. Okay. Um, made a walnut cake, varying degrees. And it was a great, weird day at home and quite funny. And everyone had varying degrees of how good they they were so then what I did was then for the next few weeks I sort of did it after work as a little bit of a fun thing and the thing is I am horrid I am (laughs) really bad and I don't try on purpose to be bad I've just got no baking knowledge whatsoever because with cooking I'm okay because it's like no you know you just kind of Toss if you go away in. yeah and if you're a few grams out with this and that yes. it's fine oh, with baking is it's about it is. technique and precision, precision science and weighing i was trying to follow some of the rules like the technical where i wasn't doing it against the clock because there would be a fire but if i was <laughs> doing it against like just my own um intuition i wasn't using the internet or asking people for help and then um and then i'm bringing the bake the following day for work so people then go could try it and then it was about week six of the event after a lot of confusion of various disgusting things i was bringing in week like that which my editor did, which didn't resemble the technical yeah no completely not that my editor was like so when's the article coming out and i was like oh crap, what, what article and i was like this is for you're doing this for an article aren't you and i was like oh yeah okay sure (laughs) speaking to myself thank god i took photos because otherwise it's going to be the worst article of all time so then i documented it and then i sort of did it with with each each week and then it just yeah it was it it, like the article went on and i was taken aback about how much of an interest there was in terms of me being very bad at something
1: because for most people those technicals would be Impossible, and they are. They. I mean, they, look, they, like they even are. I'm looking at them. I'm not by any means the best, but even I'm looking at them, I'm like I wouldn't be able to do it. I mean, I would say hand on
0: heart, every single time that I've done a technical, it is worse than anyone else's on the show. Like you know, the one like that they always do in like Paul and Prue or Paul and Mary come out and go pa. See, like, you know, see a varying quality and they give somebody, like, you know, your the tent. initial,
1: yeah, yeah. That is, that is amazing compared to what I've done at home. I feel like, what was your best? Did you have one where you said, because you said earlier you made naan bread? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This week so you bread, made naan bread, bread for week one. Week bread. One. bread is good because you can't really, I mean, this is me saying
0: this to a baker, but you can't really screw up bread that much. I oh, think because I mean, you can, yeah. I mean, like you chuck a bit of yeast in that. you, yeah, you, you Ch- cover oh, it wow. for a bit. You go mix it up and you sort of like, you know, okay, fine. There's differences in the, the like, you know, I'm the taste and texture and consistency, <laughs> but you're not going to die. Like, so my nan's I made some naan breads a couple of weeks ago and they did come out like scones. Not going to lie. They were really, 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 really fat and quite chewy but like your but your face but edible but edible okay well that's good but like so you made progress but there's some others like i think the worst ones the worst ones are defo cakes because there's been sometimes where you know I take them out of the pan and it's just it's just you lit, might not have the liquid. equipment though like these guys have mixers and tins I've and, had to ask so many friends like hi do you have a digital thermometer 18. no do you have a, a, a 1,000 pound massive yeah. mixer
1: no like you no need one you some has serious that. equipment like these guys aren't baking with spoons and tea. you know they're, they've they got the, the bits I, I have gone I have travelled because my mum is a good
0: baker It's just another level the of yeah she's down. well mrs brian so i i go down like to my parents living in dorset and they're having a few stations if i do like a 200 round mile round trip just so i can use the mixer (laughs) that
1: is that is absolutely beautiful one of the things that you're very successful at is is twitter very very good tweeterer. Oh, I always you. say that every week. And then one of our segments we talk about is that takes the cake, which is where we talk about the biggest moments that have been happening on social for this week's episode. Yeah. And usually I plan a little bit of this, but you are so good at this and is so embedded in it that I'm just going to hand this section over to you and say, what was your favorite <laughs> moment from Twitter this week? Because I have no idea. And you were definitely following it better than I was. <laughs> well, thank you.
0: I would say Terry, I think at the end leaving...
1: Oh. hit a nerve with a lot of people. And people hearing a story that his wife had passed away yeah, last year was yeah. just even more, Well, will come on to what my mum said, but... We'll talk about my mum later, but it was crushing. It is, it oh. is because I think that what I've always
0: appreciated about this show is that a lot of people do baking as a bit of a side hustle, like they Sorry, do it. What well, well, they do it as a kind of a like, you know they they Psychic. work all day, they yeah. don't have anything to do with baking with regards to their job, or and they have other, a lot of other commitments, but they always make some time of it. Could have puts their mind off. And I think when people get complimented by the judges. I think they really do take it to heart and they really do sort of show some satisfaction. I think Terry, you know, like expressing about the the real love that he has for it and particularly in the last year, I think you could really see that. And I think people really were like quite emotionally... It was
1: really touching. Kim Joy's reaction to winning was really touching as well. She was really... Honoured, and it was just generally quite an emotional ending because Karen said as well at the end, she was like, no, I'm going. Yeah, She knew she was going and that Karen who from week one, I was kind of mm, not keen on her, but now. I oh. feel so sorry for Karen because I could just
0: feel like, I don't know whether there was something that just went on, but like she just felt that she wasn't, I think she knew that she wasn't performing her best that episode you
1: said her head wasn't in the game her head wasn't it in the game and wasn't this happens in the game.
0: this happens with a lot of bakers like whether it's something to do like you know just in any part of life when you just sort of go in and you're just a bit rubbish yeah. for that day
1: just not that she just, I just felt
0: like that was with her all weekend she's yeah. she not giving up she was still trying but I think she was a bit kind of a bit negative more negative than, than she was done than, she had
1: a holiday book next week and she was like right I need to pie <laughs> this one because I'm going on holiday and I just I can't afford to cancel my flight so she was like I'm done so we're going to swing back to my every, every week my mum texts me about the Great British Bake Off and I'm picking up my phone now and this is the first time we're going to do this segment because I've missed it the last couple weeks but she send me, sends me a few one-liners okay. of her recap of the show so I'm going to I'm going to read these out and they're a li- we're starting from the start of the episode because she just does like one line every few minutes so she says who does the drawings? I wonder. Which we just found out. Who we need to find well, out.
0: Well, I'll still Google. Hang on. Yeah, we're
1: going to Google. You Google. I do. And then she says, "Where did the golden balls, John inject? Where? Do, <laughs> what were those golden golden balls, John injected into the lemon? Those golden balls were very interesting." She said, "Oh, Terry, what a mess."
0: <laughs> and then what, she, what generally or, or in regards to a challenge
1: she just uh, she think just generally what a mess he was a mess his challenge was a mess tom hovey is the elephant tom hovey that i did know that there we no, go no i didn't at all I feel, no i feel bad i feel really bad now and then she says no prue oh no what happened to prue's nails i don't know what happened to prue's nails <laughs> oh, what happened to prue like, <laughs> what happened to prue she, she's on it and then she said oh terry's in tears poor terry so she just she gives me like little one-liners, um, but there's lots more but I can't quite get them through. <laughs> so the next segment on our show, Scott, is Spoonfork Knife. Which is uh, Sounds inappropriate But it's really (laughs) not We try. It was probably quite inappropriate The first week we did it But now Not so inappropriate So we would like you We I say I Would like you To nominate Someone that you would Spoon from the episode So this has given them A little cuddle A little cudzy, Someone that maybe You know Needs a little loving Someone you would fork Maybe you fancy them You find them Maybe slightly attractive And can this
0: be Can this be In a non-sexual way Yeah (laughs) uh I wasn't asking that oh okay. uh, can, can this be from people who have already left?
1: You what know what? Why it? not? We can we can adapt to your okay. needs, Scott. Thank you very much. And then finally, someone <laughs> you would like to knife—not in a murderous way, but in a—you want to cut them from the show. Like, hey, Ooh. you, buddy, I'm done with you. Okay. I don't want to see. You. So we're gonna we're gonna start with a spoon. We'll start gentle. Someone you want to give a hug? I say Rahul. Everyone,
0: uh, Rahul. Sorry, it's every the easiest week. question in the world. It is the easiest. The answer's always gonna be Rahul. Just to
1: switch up for the listeners, is there anyone else you might hug, other um, than Rahul? Because he's currently surrounded by five of my guests.
0: I was gutted when Anthony left okay from was it last week or the week before yeah I
1: think it's two you know last week no one went so two weeks before oh yes of
0: course yeah no one left on I think because th- that felt kind of premature could we just sort of started to get to know him and he's always that like
1: sort of person he's like
0: hi I'm oh, hi, off bye. now see you later Have you a you like me for a minute
1: but now I'm gone yeah and then would you, do you fancy anyone anyone taking your Anthony it I mean- <laughs> <laughs> there we go Anthony he's getting a spoon and a fork and then I mean, any, yeah. anyone that you've really haven't enjoyed this on the is, show so this far. This is so hard. Also maybe this is we so we haven't hard. connected with because sometimes you don't connect with a contestant it's like hey I'm going to knife you from the show because mm. I just don't I don't mm. feel you.
0: Um, I mean this, I, it's really hard because a lot of it comes down to the, ed, you know, the editing in it terms is of what true. you do see and and I think that you get characters that have a narrative set up about them where you try to maybe not be as favourite towards them yes. and I feel that the editing is like I, I don't want to be too guided by it because they're all probably quite
1: nice anyway. Um I say John maybe I yeah, don't know it's fair I feel
0: bad not in a
1: malicious way hey, no just, not
0: in a malicious
1: way you're saying hey John I'm, I've enjoyed you but knifed Bake of <laughs> Undressed has cut you brilliant on the show goodbye thanks but, John and as we talk about that because you brought up a very good point of the way the editing kind of drives a narrative yeah so Dan, who we talk about every week, who I love, he's very good at replying to people on Twitter that mention him. So not actually directly mention him, but just say the words Dan and Bake And what he'll do <laughs> is he will go through the entirety of Twitter and anyone that mentions his name, he'll reply to them. So they might be like, Dan, that was amazing. He mm. said, oh, thank you so much. But then last week he went on a rampage because anyone that tweeted anything negative about him, he just went off. And it was brilliant twittering to watch because he wasn't mean no he just came back in a really sassy manner and yeah. i just looked at his timeline it was 1am and he'd sent about 75 100 tweets just to all these people i was like dan is on fire right now so was- i think it's the case that with you realize from from uh,
0: from speaking to people who have been on bake-off I think seeing yourself on TV is weird. Like, you know, like six months ago, you've, you're in a blur, you-, you Kind of um, forgotten about it i Have almost. forgotten about it, and then you can't tell anyone about it. And you know what you've done. You, you know how you've performed, but you don't really know about the other people in, in the tent per se until the episode goes out. And you, you don't see it in advance. You see it pretty much when everyone else sees it, which is even weirder. And then I think that there's another layer of then seeing people commenting about you when you don't really know how well you've done And I I just think that, like, if I was a contestant, I would feel really weirded out by the whole experience. I I would want to search my name. I do
1: actually, I still do it to this day. Not not that many people really mention me. Luckily, I'm not kind of there in my life yet. I don't think I will be. But I look at what people say because... People will write mean things mm, about mm, you mm, and it's just, just take
0: it to heart. I think.
1: Yeah, it is. It's. Do you ever get any? Have you ever had a bad?
0: Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> come on! Like yeah, give just, me your worst. So, so some of some of the comments um, in, are they general, angry more
1: at you or at the articles? you write? I think
0: I think a lot of it is down to what's the point of this? You're not talking about the serious issues. You're talking about, you know, somebody using an innuendo and talking about baps or whatever. And I'm like, (laughs) light and shade. (laughs) Like, if I wasn't doing the Bake Off, I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm going to hold this really sensitive, serious topic. I'm just going to write about Bake Off. That can wait. Like, I think like I have always done the more fluffier side and luckily that there's a place where a lot more serious stuff can be done.
1: There's a, people need both. You, You're you, not serving you every audience. No, You're serving and not, a fluffy it's audience. it's not
0: taking away from it, I think. I think it's, it's kind of the case of... And I think that there is the fact that at the moment you need a bit of a distraction from everything that's a bit shocking.
1: That so. is very true. And you've got some exciting news, actually, haven't you? Because you're about to become a presenter, if I'm correct. <laughs> oh,
0: yes. yeah, yeah You've yes. got
1: a new show launching on Twitter called Hashtag What to watch? Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it, tell me about it. So we're doing it later this year. Um, where we go through and we just review the week's telly, Ooh. so it's basically like your job sh- on TV on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. So like a show, so it's presented by myself and Dion, who is amazing, and she works at. a BuzzFeed as well and basically it's like we'll look at one show that we really liked a few shows that we didn't really like but the main thing is it's asking people what they have really enjoyed watching because the whole premise is there's so much TV there is so much TV I can't watch it you can't no one really can so I feel like you of, watch
1: everything no no I, I feel like you do
0: I, I try to leave the house but it's kind of the case of like in terms of quickly going over the week and being like that show's good that show's crap <laughs> very quickly because you, you don't have time anymore Really? That
1: is, that is, so you're going to have TV producers begging you for positive reviews then? Because well, you're going to be the...
0: Possibly. I mean, it's more It's more of the case of, I think that these days are quite interesting because there's, there's a lot of awareness. And what I find so interesting about how people are watching TV now is they're getting into shows, not just shows that have been on like this week or, or live. They're getting into shows that have been on for like three or four years. Like there are people who I who know, for example, The Good Place, who are getting into season one now no one because knows. they've heard the buzz about from two years ago so, so it's oh, kind
1: of way, way over my head so this is where I can talk about baking you can talk about TV and yeah. I literally have no idea what show you are <laughs>
0: talking about yeah, yeah. This is, this is sort of the thing like you know there isn't enough for everybody so it's kind of queerly. and
1: everybody. you interview people as well and I, the reason I bring this up is because I did a shoot the other week for Food Network where I was trying Queer Eye oh, yes. foods from Queer Eye yes. and I saw a video about you having interviewed Queer Eye yes. and then them touch, kind of touch, <laughs> yeah, not yeah. touching you in an inappropriate like no. the things they said really touched you because yeah. you'd had a tough week yeah. what was it like to interview Queer Eye because for me I would, I would die if I met <laughs> the guys from Queer <laughs> Eye like it would be my dream
0: I think I think the the thing that surprised me about the Queer Eye people is that they care as much about the subject as like they don't switch off. You know, in terms of like you see Queer Eye and the episodes and the advice and the help and the
1: it's all they're the, always doing. That. Yeah,
0: like that like, is their personality. When the cameras go away, yeah, there's no different. So you know, it was the case of when we were going in to interview them, they were all sort of sharing advice with each other and with us about general stuff in in life and like karamo was just without doubt the most nicest man ever (laughs) and and was just so so bizarrely touching and it was just like it was just like you could just tell her that they all care about what they do so much and i think it's just always nice of when you see talent who are doing something that they really
1: really enjoy as a full-time job and you can tell that they're really enjoying it I was in New York last week and I was praying I would bump into one of them. I was like, please. <laughs> I did. I, Bobby Brown did see my Instagram story so I oh, freaked wow. out. Yeah, I know. cause massive claims to fame there. Bobby, Bobby if you want to come up the podcast. I think the thing
0: they all get uh, a bit annoyed about is by now being constantly asked for advice
1: oh, by wow. everybody
0: and they're like, I'm just walking down the, uh, the road. I don't Please, want to. Like, solve this. Please, solve my flat. Yeah.
1: So I've got one round for you here which is our quick fire round. We only introduced this last week so this is a uh, this is a fresh one, but because you work at BuzzFeed, you know what the kids' lingo is, right? <laughs> you know what all these weird acronyms mean and how they speak. So for our audience that maybe want to get a bit hip, want to get cool...
0: Don't ask me. <laughs> we're about
1: to. We're going to hit you with a few words that are popular and maybe you could give a quick, very quick explanation. So I'm just going to like... Pow, pow, pow. Okay. I'm going to pepper you, all right? What does bay mean? Bay means
0: either a place by the sea or if it's got an Ooh. e at the end it means somebody that you deeply like and Ooh. not like bay i mean like if we meant bay in the sea your face there i was like
1: oh my god i've learned a new word no P. i, was, I no, was like there's a whole no, new meaning to bay. bay go for wow, bay you what went does for, bay mean i can't well, believe you went to i was literally a no i then. meant like cool words the kids are talking about not as in like <laughs> bays of the sea <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh god, that was brilliant! All right, this question number yeah, that was uh, that one, was answer
1: number one. This one, I don't think you can necessarily come up with a beach term. What is cosplay? Cosplay is where you love something so much that you kind of dress
0: up as it. Okay, what lot. does
1: what does when happens when you put af on the end of something like a mad af? We can't swear in this. Yeah, motto. you can okay, swear like as fuck. Oh, there we go. What does FOMO mean?
0: FOMO, fear of missing out.
1: Um, what's a bestie?
0: Bestie is just a bestie.
1: What is a squad?
0: Squad is just a squad. <laughs> I
1: feel like that was the worst explanation ever. A squad's a group of like friends, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 it's a squad. Uh, uh, it's a squad, sorry. He's so down with the kids, he doesn't even know the definition of it. What is uh, GTFO? Get the fuck out. I didn't even know what that was, so that was really, really no, good. come on. No, I didn't, I didn't. What is extra?
0: It's it's something um, that is a bit special. Or it's the really bad X Factor spin-off on ITV2. Oh
1: my goodness, your answers are <laughs> making this. I'm dying. And if someone replies to your text and says, I'm dying, what do they mean? Probably because the tweet that you... Sorry, the message that you just sent them
0: is so bad. <laughs> or it is good. But mostly, in my context, it's bad.
1: I love the way your brain is working. See, <laughs> I would have just tried to get out of that as quickly as possible. You gave such beautiful, in-depth answers. Thank you, Scott. That was, that was very... Great for our audience. Now, the next segment, which we're going to move on to quickly, is Star Baker. Our Star Baker. So Kim Joy this week was a Star Baker. Yes. Would, was there anyone else you would say she deserved to be Star Baker, and not Kim Joy, or would you just say, "Hey, Kimmy"?
0: Um, I think Kimmy definitely deserves. Kimmy, we've
1: got. She's got a new nickname. For yeah, yeah, right
0: yeah, now. yeah. Kim definitely deserves the recognition that that she got. um I think it's nice that Rahul's got a bit of competition because he's always so consistent. Yeah. And there's not saying that everyone is not as good as him, but it's kind of the case of he's now one star baker twice in a row. Is it
1: bad I want him to maybe have a bad week?
0: Uh, is that bad? Yeah, no, but it shows that they've got a bit of a story. I think when, when they smash it every single time, yeah. it does kind of go, okay, well, you, we get it, you're great. Like, you know, it's kind of, yeah.
1: And if you guys listening have a, a favourite baker, you can tweet us, hashtag Baker Undressed. Do you know the hashtag I do Does, know you, the hashtag. Do you, you do know the hashtag? I do know the hashtag. Do you need to repeat it just in case? Big
0: off hashtag. T-
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you don't know the hashtag. It's actually hashtag bake Off <laughs> Wow. Who have we got on the show? So next week, who do you think is going to win? It was pastry week. Pastry hey. week is yes. always
0: one. I think it's a bit like bread week where people either do really well at it or they really screw up. Okay. So I think it's a bit of a the ones that I think are the ones that might be stronger might be the ones that might be weaker. That's what I kind of hope. A bit I of feel like this, like
1: Dan, Rahul, they're kind of decorator, cakey kind of people. I think this is John's week. Yes, yeah, That's yeah. That's what yeah. I'm going to say. Yeah, He's yeah. a pastry man. Because,
0: because from what I understand of, of pastry, and it's not a lot, is <laughs> is that it requires <laughs> a lot of
1: there. precision and... You Although know. I did see John frying something in the preview and his oil looked tepid and one yeah, one. I, mean, lesson, like I saw guys. that as well. If I was you're frying, <laughs> you've got to heat the oil up. And as my dad said once, you've got lift, lift, leave the lid on the pan, the oil will heat up quicker. I just don't like you oh, to use oil. That's such oil a generally. random fact. You don't like to use oil generally. Because it's terrifying. What just about just like oiling up your body?
0: No, not, not that I've no. I'm not, I'm not got the body.
1: No, well, if you could have the body. You nope. could have the body. So you don't like to fry anything, okay? Not what about when your eggs in the morning? Anyways, we'll move on very quickly from that topic. Egg chat. So, guys, if you haven't subscribed to Bake Off Undressed yet, what are you doing? Okay. But if you could guys subscribe, that would be great because then you get this podcast in your ears every time it's out. And we have a beautiful editor sitting here who literally edits it so quickly that actually, by the time I walked out the door, it's in your ears. It's in my ears. I can listen to it straight away. So, make sure to subscribe leave a review so we had a review this week from emma is lush which is emma great name love that and she said this is a lovely good vibes podcast i love the chat and the review of the events of the show and she also said can i give some tips about the show which i did try and do a little bit today so thank you emma for your great review i love reading them some of them are very rude but some of them are also <laughs> really kind so thank you for that and thank you for joining us so scott where can people find you on the internet
0: i am at Scottygb. gb oh and it's seoc. <laughs> it's a spelling competition sorry s-c-o-c-t-y-g-b um on twitter and basically if you if you like bake off I mean, you're already in a good place, but I tweeted oh, a lot. Okay. And then I'm on the same on Instagram where you can see how well I am doing the technicals because I am planning on doing it this year again. I've not done it for a while. so I feel like
1: it's going to get harder now because you're going to start week six. You're almost putting yourself in I've already done
0: one. I'm, I'm going to basically try to do some during the course of a weekend. And I just got a text actually from a housemate saying, um, the dishwasher's broken. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a little bit like, whoo, my, I have to wait a little bit
1: longer. But find I, I out. know. So good luck with that and send us some pictures because I want to see how you fare with next week's pastry challenge. So guys, thank you so much for listening. You can always join in the conversation hashtag Bake Off and Dress, which Scott royally messed up saying earlier. And I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode of Bake Off and Dress. You can join us every single week. My name is Matt, also known as Topless Baker. You can follow me on Twitter, on Instagram, on YouTube. There is only one topless baker in the world. Legit, seriously, it's just me. So you can just type topless and you'll get some dodgy things, then you'll find me. (laughs) So I'll see you guys next week for more Baker Fun Dressed. Bye! Bye! (laughs) Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods